Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow. I'm Ed Greer, and I'm on the road. We're doing this out in the wild. Uh, dude, Ron, this uh, this week has been pre- pretty trying for me. I had to endure the uh, She-Hulk twerking controversy, and oh. I think it just hatched the idea for this episode. Uh, is She-Hulk the greatest or is she Hulk twerking an abomination? That's the that's the subtitle. Oh my episode. god, that's great, dude! I just I just don't understand why people can't have a sense of humor about shit. <laughs> and and it's interesting what offends them. Like I just think it's just uh, it just shows what people are really about. You've liked every other dance thing that has ever happened in the MCU or any comic book thing ever. All the other ones are dudes, right? Yeah, I think it could also be the being like, ah, man, like like chicks being sexy and chicks just doing something frivolous to be sexy after talking a whole bunch of like uh, women's rights stuff. It's like, okay, so so women can be sexy or have rights in your scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. 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 That's the only options. You can't be doing all that twerking and then talk all this. Women need to be respected. Shit. It's like pickle lane broad. And it's like, uh, you know, women can't drive. Oh, Oh, hello. It's like, it's it's just this whole ridiculous bro culture. That's funny, but I don't even really want to belabor that. I do think fucking she Hulk as a, um, as an entertainment entity, is a fun conversation, especially one that uh, that I can have because I think I've been a She-Hulk fan since since forever. I had that Joe Jusco poster, and like art nerds will know what the hell I'm talking about. Just put Joe Jusco She-Hulk poster into Google presently, and you will see a beauteous image. I mean, it is fucking fantastic, and it's her like lifting like 1,500 pounds on one bar with one arm while she's like reading a book laying on a towel at Muscle Beach and all the Muscle Beach guys are just sp- like freaking out looking at her. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. She's so she's so um, she's just so fucking magnificent in that painting, dude. I had that as a poster on my wall as a little kid and motherfuckers be asking me why I like a certain type of broad these days. A certain type of broad. A certain uh, type of broad. That, that thing was definitely like, uh, first off, they're using that in the show. They they have a version of that in the show where she's like yeah. holding up the, the this thing and the guy's looking at her like wow she's yeah. so strong dude it's a um, seminal image and I mean that in all senses of the word oh oh, oh. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. I'm glad we got back there that was very important to me <laughs> I mean but, but seriously as a young kid yeah. looking at uh th- this sort of um this these sort of She Hulk as this confident lady that's buff and has a sense of humor about herself she's not like i have come from the land of wherever the fuck to tell men how to live or some shit she's like yo i'm a woman in the world and i used to be a mousy little woman who still managed to be a high-powered attorney and go after crime bosses and shit and then she gets shot for going after a crime boss too hard and then her cousin just happens to be there and they and and he gives her blood transfusion to save her life and she you know starts becoming big and green when she gets agitated and then later they had morbius cure her of a blood disease and during morbius curing her of her blood disease it made her be able to change into she-hulk at will and that yeah. starts the modern era of she-hulk yeah and 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 it's it's also people who love deadpool should remember that she-hulk was the first person to break uh, the fourth wall. Man, the Hulk does not need to be a girl. And it's like the She-Hulk has been in existence for so long. And you thinking that it's some new woke product is so dumb. Like she's been around since the 80s. Women yeah. have had women have been able to have their own checking account since like 1973 or something. <laughs> and in 1980, they make up She-Hulk. You know what I mean? It's just like, yep. <laughs> come on, man. You're, you're really you're really stretching it there calling this a new woke property you know what i mean it's just it's literally laughable how non-nerd some of these fucking nerds are yeah um but let's let's get into why you love she-hulk what what when you first started reading she-hulk uh, uh what what drew you to her besides that big ass 
<laughs> well, but that's the thing. She never had no big ass. And she Hulk, I think I may have seen her first on the Fantastic Four during Burns run. Because Ooh. she uh I think Ben Grimm decided to stay behind on Battle World or whatever or do some shit. He he wanted to not be on the on the team anymore for a while. Whether he was human at the time or whatever, I don't really necessarily remember. But the bottom line is he wasn't coming back to the fucking Fantastic Four. And she stepped in and she was like kind of a better Ben Grimm for a while. Like, in my opinion, obviously, only in my opinion, because they would have different storylines, whether they had one. Byrne really sexualized her a lot. And I'm not yeah. saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying it's 1980-something. You're you're a man who gets to do your own comics featuring a big, sexy woman. He just he did what you would do. He never had her doing no weird uh, Nickelodeon show ass shit that dude that dudes getting in trouble over like putting Ariana Grande and those other girls in weird sex positions and shit. He had a grown ass woman doing stuff in a comic book that wasn't even a real person and always had her have sexual liberty. She never got taken advantage of by anybody. And when they tried to take advantage of her, she beat their ass and she wasn't above, uh, you know, letting her sexuality like fly and she wasn't ashamed of it. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, she, it was, it was an empowering thing for most times. And then of course he would overindulge and have her skipping rope for three pages or something. You know what I mean? So like, like there, there was, it was a mix, but the bottom line is during that period, I definitely liked uh, the fantastic four a little bit more than when it was Ben Grimm that I learned to appreciate Ben Grimm later. And then, uh, but, like, just this idea that there was a Hulk that was, like, smart enough to be a lawyer and just sort of wandered around Mm -hmm. adventuring and shit was so interesting to me. Later, when they get way more into her lawyer, they go back to her lawyer backstory and have her be a lawyer as a a She-Hulk. That's where the sweet spot is, where they started adapting that stuff for um, for the show. But there was this whole period of her as just, like, what would the Hulk do? if he could do whatever the fuck he wants and walk around being treated as a hero, there was something oh. interesting about that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is interesting. Cause like she just got into mad adventure. She would just go around getting into adventures. Sometimes uh, in the She-Hulk uh, as in the She-Hulk uh, graphic novel, uh, they fucking uh, basically drafted her into shield. They like took, I think white Wingfoot hostage or some shit. That was her boyfriend back in the days. At Wyatt Wingfoot, I think they took him hostage or some shit, and like Clay Quartermain and one of those other asshole Shield guys, basically made her do this mission. You know what I mean? Okay. And and it's just like uh, that graphic novel was a big big impact on me. If you uh, look up John Byrne She Hulk graphic novel, that cover is another just insanely good image of She Hulk. She always had a great look, and we could belabor that all the all the way. But like just. Whatever way you envision her, I, I think that's an interesting thing too. Artists could almost not draw a bad She-Hulk. You know what I mean? Because it's like whatever mm-hmm. you think she would look like. I I, uh, I would like you to know that I could draw a bad She-Hulk. <laughs> I, for some reason, cannot draw a woman's face to save my life. <laughs> I, I can't even draw an animated version, like you know, like a like a like a like a simplified. Wonder Woman from Justice League. I can't even do that. It just looks like a weird triangle face. That's a man. <laughs> every every time. Every time. Uh, a man. A man's triangle face. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, so the the, uh, the Marvel graphic novel, the Sensational She Hulk by John Byrne. That fucking. It's like Marvel graphic novel number eighteen. It. It's just a great image of her, and it shows how, like, back in the days, that's how they wanted She-Hulk to look. They, she wanted to be, uh, she was, like, slim. You know what I mean? She yeah. was muscular in the arms, and I guess back in the days, they didn't believe in, like, John Byrne did not believe in ass. Can I just tell you? That's, an, that's another thing that I think is fucking with these nerds about She-Hulk twerking and shit. Like, I think She-Hulk has a little bit of ass in here. Now, not as much as somebody like I would want to have if I were having a dictatorial uh, control over Dick. another person's <laughs> over another person's life and physical being. <laughs> Why do people think it's so cool to try to dictate that? But if I'm an artist making a rendition of She-Hulk for money for Disney, 
I think I would put more ass on her. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, <laughs> you know it's, it's not about sexual power or control over women's bodies. It's about I mean, as an artist, what I'm trying to draw. So I think I would she would be thicker and have more ass, and frankly, be t- a tiny bit squatter, even though she's so tall. Like she'd be tall, but she'd still be more not. She wouldn't be you know um, like like uh, five heads high. She'd still be about six seven heads high. In art terms, meaning like how you lengthen the figure, like elves, elves are like nine heads high. They're oh, long, interesting. They're long and slim. They're not necessarily white, you fucking racists, but uh, but they're definitely long and slim as as a race. You know what I'm saying? Uh, according to the books, you know what I mean? So like yeah. according to like uh, comic book, um, the basic tenets of comic book art, most comic book figures are between eight and nine heads tall to make them long. But like, so basically this She-Hulk is probably eight, nine heads tall. You know what I mean? Because she's so okay. long and like sort of thin. And I, that harkens back to the way John Byrne drew her. He drew her as basically like an Olympian. Like a woman that's in the Olympics for something besides fucking shot put or deadlift is usually a long, lean figure. Uh, you know, certain other sports. But the bottom line is, you know, the volleyball players, the ones that do the decathlete stuff, a lot of them yeah. are long, lean figures. You know what I mean? And so that's what he kind of made her. And then I love people like uh, Javier Polito and, uh, and you know, some of these guys that, that have made her look a bit more squat. You know what I'm saying? And not even when she went, like, Super Hulk for a while, maybe the last two or three years, she went Super Hulk. And she was basically as, basically as big as the Hulk, but female. And, uh, you know, that and, and kind of dumb, too. They kind of, t- like, made her get a little dumb. And then that's when she starts dating Thor. You know what I mean? So like oh, man, this kind I of, need to read that run because that's oh, ridiculous. This kind of big, low-key impaired. <laughs> she <all> started dating <laughs> Thor. Because <laughs> like, lawyer, lawyer She-Hulk sure as fuck ain't dating Thor. Dude, dude. I mean, I don't know what the fuck that shit was about. Uh, but but basically, I'm going to check that shit out, too, to see what the fuck that was about. But when, I, when I saw that, I was like, man, this right here. I don't know about this shit. But so, so, but again, hey, she all could be whatever she wants to be, and she could be in whatever status of radiation she wants to be. Live your life, girl. Um, but but the bottom line is, uh, she Hulk for many years, which is sort of an adventurer, uh, in the comic book you referenced earlier, she as uh, talking to the audience and talking to Burn. uh, as a creator, you know, talking back to Burn as a creator, being like, why the fuck am I? doing three pages of jump roping and the jump, then the jump rope is twirling in the exact areas that would obscure her jump roping naked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, and, and she's just like talking to burn, like what the fuck are you doing? And like, dude, I think burn had several psychotic breaks as a creator. <laughs> and I think he just put them in the comics and shit, dude. Cause he also That's had, so um, he had fantastic four stuff where they acknowledged that Jack Kirby was God. Like they were like on his drawing pad. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. was like on his drawing pad, and the god of everything was Jack Kirby, and fucking, and he put himself in that position as well. So it tells you about John Byrne's ego. But I, I think he earned it for a while because he was just that dude at Marvel. He was like the dude at Marvel for like twenty years. It's pretty, pretty badass. Awesome. So, like, what's what's a fun adventure that She Hulk went on that like pops out at you, like right away? Like I say, fun adventure, She Hulk. Bam, what's in your brain? You know, I think the I like the initial run of uh She-Hulk comics that were one-offs. I and I also like Dan Slott's run as for her being a lawyer and stuff and having distinct um adventures as a lawyer. But I think when you look at her as a burn uh not creation, but certainly burn kind of putting his stamp on the character. If you go back and read those She-Hulk comics, he's having so much fucking fun. And I would definitely say the last part of the run before she leaves the um the last part of the Fantastic Four run where he's doing uh cosmic adventures with the with the Fantastic Four and Jen is like along for the ride as like this person smart enough to get what's going on, but she's still in the Ben Grimm role of like, I guess I'm just muscle here. Like I'm so smart, but I'm just muscle here. You know what I mean? And they were exploring like things. And there was a there was a thing where uh, in Fantastic Four she was um, if I could pick one issue 
there's an issue of Fantastic Four where she was sunbathing like topless on a fucking roof and some dudes went by and took pictures of her without her consent and tried to sell those shits. And the whole issue is about her trying to get the negatives back and shit and stop them from, <laughs> from uh, you know, doing the shit. And it's just, it's just funny because, like, that's the type of shit that a chick superhero would have to worry about. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, and I'm not saying that all of her adventures were that consequenceless, but I'm saying, like, that, w- that issue, as funny and stupid and sexualized as it was, was her taking back her agency. Her being like, okay, it's my right to flaunt my body on top of a fucking rooftop. If I want to, because I'm above everything, why should anybody be up here trying to look at me besides you motherfuckers and your paparazzi helicopter? So I so I have no moments of privacy. I can't express myself sexually or whatever or physically at all without you guys sexualizing me and fucking my shit up. Then I got to take extra time out of my superhero day to come track y'all down and make sure that you don't profit off of sexualizing me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then after I shut you down, I got to make sure that you can't do that to other women. You know, it's just like... All this extra responsibility. Tony Stark ain't dealing with this. You know what I mean? So yeah. Jennifer Walters goes on an adventure to the Xenon dimension and punches down a mountain to help Reed Richards put the positron machine to here to set the universal catalyst correctly and all that bullshit. And also has to deal with this bullshit, too. So that's, like that's, you know, that's a fucking good adventure right there. Um, I just read a, a short like uh, like three episode run where um, uh the first the the one that I like the the thing that I like the most is that Titania shows up right at the first like basically the first panel and mm-hmm. she's just regular Jen Walters. So they start fighting. She turns <laughs> into She Hulk. And then she figures out that the reason Titania wants to fight her, she's bored. She'd been cleaned up, she'd stopped committing crimes, and she's still not committing crimes. She just wants to fight somebody. And so, yeah. so by by the end of the fight, she <laughs> she hulks like, How about this? I love fighting you too. This is really fun. Why don't we, why don't we go somewhere and, and fight it out for fun? Uh, Like once a week or once a month, we'll just go, we'll beat each other's ass in the mountains and have a great time. What do you think? And Titania's like, you know what deal? And then like they part, (laughs) part ways and, and she Hulk fixes the, the, the stop sign that it got knocked down. During the fight. <laughs> and it was just like such a great scene because you're like that's that's it you know because because in the in this i guess in the lap the past run behind that titania had like cleaned up and sort of not really been a criminal anymore it's just and and not really been a hero either but just sort of like all right i guess i'll stay out of trouble but you know like you got mm-hmm. if you can lift if you can throw a car and do a bunch of physical stuff and you're just like going to your job every day, you probably gonna get bored. You're going to want to yeah. use that stuff. Right. So I just thought that was funny. It was just a really good. No, just, the, the, uh, and it's so funny that people think, and, and maybe, okay. People think that people think that fight club is about, uh, how dope toxic masculinity is and how necessary it is. And it's about the opposite thing, right? And yeah. so, like, uh, I think that's a treatise on power. You know what I'm saying? Homegirl being like, yo, I could fuck shit up, but I never get to fuck shit up. And that makes me feel bad and weird. So can I, I need to get this out, the, this ability to fuck shit up. I have it, too. We should form, like, our own fight club to fucking do that. And yep. it's so much more palatable as that sort of idea. But it was, like, the same. You know what I mean? It's just, I mean, it's yeah. Just, like, you know, can you imagine how much better we would feel? We all, and I think everybody out there would listen to this will understand that. Like you, you have a shitty day, and you are you're like basically invincible. So you go, and you punch each other in the face, and you're both pretty invincible. You can feel it because your other person's tough, but you're not going to die from it. I don't know. It's pretty mm-hmm. dope. You get some well, aggression out because hitting a punching bag, it does feel great. But you know what feels even better? Punching someone in the face. What's <laughs> just, just breaking stuff? Breaking yeah. stuff. That's why they got those breaking stuff rooms. And it's like even those are like there's no consequence to me breaking this shit. Somehow yeah. break it. That, that's why people talk about motherfuckers talk about riots. Why you break your own shit? It has to have some intrinsic like 
obviously people are rebelling and they're just breaking whatever around. Cause I'm just saying like riots of any stripe, you know, so I didn't mention yeah. any, any, for any reason, like Woodstock 99 to goddamn 1991, whatever riot you're talking about, there is that spirit of, Hey, I don't, I want to break stuff. I don't want there to be the consequence, some kind of consequence to me breaking stuff. If it's my so own wait. bodega that I burn up, then I won't be able to get a sandwich in the morning, but at least I broke something and I, <laughs> I, got, I got this out. You know what I mean? Yeah, so what you're saying is Limp Biscuit was right. Uh, well, I was thinking about Woodstock 99 when they, they basically caused uh, the fucking all the bad shit that happened to Woodstock 99 because they're <laughs> awful people. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> uh, this uh, watch watch the Netflix documentary. They make it look like Fred Durst was like goddamn the Lizard King and made them burn everything up. Uh, but they also <laughs> but they also talk about how the motherfuckers are getting gouged for like four dollar water in 1999 prices. And, you yeah. know, $7 burritos in 1999 prices, you know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, septic shit had leaked into the water. I mean, Jennifer Walters would have sued the fuck out of Woodstock 99. Is, is and won. And won, dude. Dude, this, this chick was talking about she had trench mouth. Like, oh when, you get, when you get cold sores all the way around your outer mouth and your inner mouth because you've drunk basically shit water. Yeah. Dude. It was brutal, dude. Uh, what what happened to people at Woodstock '99? All because Limp Biscuit sucks. See, I put the facts in there and my own opinions that aren't factual, <laughs> and I just mixed them all together, uh, just like a documentary. <laughs> so, so, but but yeah, dude. Uh, getting back to Jen, I think another enduring dopeness about her, and I, I handed at it earlier, but it's just like somebody with the physical capabilities of Jennifer Walters. Uh, and the ability to be intelligent, like like you could send her on like astronaut missions, you could send her on like mm-hmm. spy missions, or rather, you know, behind enemy lines, Rambo type shit. You could send her in to solve something at the bottom of the sea. You know what I mean? Like she can experience yep. life at at the she could experience life and the dangers therein on multiple different worlds on on multidimensional scales because she's so physically tough. But she can also observe all the phenomena that are happening around her with with, with a really intelligent person, you know, uh, really intelligent person's mind. And it was like always the dream of of the, the banners that they have made be obsessed with making a super soldier formula or making a human enhancement or whatever. The continuities where they've made it be that rather than the whole bomb gone awry storyline that started it all. The yeah. ones where they do that, like in the Ultimates line, they really were trying to uh, – in the Ultimates line, especially the one written by Warren Ellis, uh, he wanted – the the Hulk formula was to make you be so tough you couldn't die and be able to be super smart and observe all the dopeness around you. Like be inside of a black hole. It's trying to tear you apart. Your body's constantly healing and getting stronger. And you're observing what happens when you go beyond the event horizon. You know what I mean? That's uh, that that type of shit. And like the fact that She-Hulk low-key does shit like that. You know what I mean? She the adventures that she has are because she is smart and can be out there doing that shit. And it was what made her character very popular, even even up until you know Hulk got smart. And now that there's smart Hulk and Jennifer Walters, I don't even recall them being smart and being around each other too much. Uh, or too often, I think I, I don't know. In the comic books, it seems like they weren't a, as interested in that. But the show, I feel like, like the that show should happen is. a lot more. Yeah, because two Hulks is better than one. Like, <laughs> Absolutely, man, that's rad. I, I just now you're making me want to do that, Ed. I want to go into a black hole and really <laughs> see what it is. <laughs> I want to. Well, I want. I want the Hulk to throw me into a black hole and then me observe what's happening in a black hole. Well, dude, and like you said, you asked like runs. I think John Burns She-Hulk run where the first issue starts with her going like, uh, this is your second chance. If you don't buy my book this time, I'm going to come to your house and rip up all your X-Men because she had gotten canceled before. And and, the, <laughs> and then this one. So she, she's talk, she's holding up her. She's holding up a copy of her Savage She-Hulk uh, first run. And she's got like tattered clothes on and shit like that. And this She-Hulk has a dope dope ass bodysuit and some some gauntlets around her wrists and shit, looking cool. And I remember uh, comics cost one fifty back in those days. Jesus oh, Christ, that's a way I to want make that you feel to happen old. now. 
Oh, dude, that's why oh, it made me feel old. Jeez, do you, have, do you have any idea how many comics I'd be reading right now if they were a dollar fifty? I'd have so many comics just infiltrating my. Um, well, sure. Uh, I think that's why I have so many comics. Uh, and you know what? I only go to the fucking bargain bin when I go to comic book stores. Now I'll buy a new graphic novel, but I'll buy old. I'll buy old shitty comics that are still one fifty, but I mean, are still like twenty five or fifty cents because they're just trying to unload them. I'll just get a gang of those, and it's it's just it's I party like it's nineteen ninety nine is what I'm saying. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> uh, Please, but, please bring back those comic. I know that you can't do it. We got to make sure that comic book artists get paid as much as possible. That is happening, right? That's what they they do with that extra money that they're charging us, right, Ed? Oh yeah, yeah. Comic book artists are getting paid so much more than they were in like the eighties, like twenty, thirty cents more. I mean, dude, they're wow. killing it, dude. So, like, That's yeah, bananas. I mean, I yeah, just, it's totally worth wow. it. It's totally worth a hike price for the artist. It is, you know. But yeah, uh, it's but going back to it. Fucking, I'm telling you, man. She Hulk. She Hulk has ass and fan art, but if you go and you look at the actual Marvel product, I think Marvel has a no ass mandate. <laughs> a while, dude. I mean, I think they let. They let a few people. <laughs> they let a few people get away with a little cheeky actions. You know what I mean? A, a few people at Marvel can can actually get away with drawing her a little bit, a uh, little bit more representational as to like how big a woman that big would be. But uh, again, it's not to shame any sort of body parts. But it's like I'm just looking. I, I've been looking this whole time at, at various arts. John Byrne did not believe in ass. I think he was an ass Gnostic. <laughs> he did not believe in ass. <laughs> so many of these people who draw this big. I mean, I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about some vol- some voluptuous video hoe uh, or uh, video model, uh, so called aspirational aspect. I'm talking about just like the glutes on an extremely muscular person are large. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like yeah, as as a matter of fact. You know what I mean? Not not aesthetic just as a matter of fact uh but yeah that aside uh, aside but yeah that that pitch from dan slot about her being uh, going kind of back to her roots and being more of a lawyer and that like the lawyer part being some of the source of the superheroic adventures some of the catalyst thereof so she doesn't just have to be the sort of aimless adventurer who hangs up with the avengers at the avengers mansion all the time you know yeah. banging the juggernaut in certain continuities blag uh but you know what i'm saying like uh shit shit like that was like her just sort of floating around being such an intellect was kind of a, a no man's land, you know? So her ha- going back to her job and doing what she loves and that being interrupted by her being the Hulk. I think that it's like sometimes characters will take 30 fucking years to get to what they're supposed to be doing. I think her being savage for a little while precluded them from kind of going back to that. If you're, if you are trying to do a case and if it gets too stressful, you might turn into the Hulk and tear the fucking courtroom up and kill the judge. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. That's like a really interesting thing. I mean, it's funny because it could never happen. Like the minute you do it, the book is over. So that's why nobody does no shit like that. But I'm just saying like that. The, so if you can't do that, you can do this thing where it's sanctioned for you to be the Hulk in court. Maybe it's frowned upon. Maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I love how they explored that in the series, but either yeah. way, I'm going to, f- there's going to be a time when you being a she Hulk is going to be advantageous to us and just uh, going to that firm and being able to do comic book law and her coming up against daredevil. I hope she comes up against daredevil in this episode today. Oh my God. I want to see daredevil so bad in the, in the she hope. I, I, I want to see it so bad. Like them facing off as lawyers and them like, uh, and then like having any sort of adventure would be the shit. Yeah. I want a two parter with daredevil, <laughs> but, uh, but I, and I love, I gotta say this actress, uh, fuck. I, what's, what's her name? Tatiana, uh, Masalani. Whatever yep, she's, it. she's fucking killing it. She I really love is. what she's doing. I love what she's doing. I love her Jennifer, and I love her She Hulk. She just, she really embodies the dopeness of the concept that you could be this little so-called mousy person who wears oversized clothes, and then you could plump up into this big old lady that's so powerful and commands every room, and still have sort of the same sense of humor, the same you know charisma. Yeah, like that's you know, she's killing it. Like, uh, and it's, and look, 
it's their first foray into just straight up comedy and they're pulling it off. Like it's mm-hmm. funny. It's a funny mm-hmm. show. It made me laugh multiple times. And honestly, there isn't a lot of stuff that makes me laugh like comedy wise when I watch TV and stuff. So I'm, I'm super mm-hmm. impressed with the show. And I also think that it's fun. That That's one of the, that, it's like, they just made a lawyer show fun to me. I don't even know how they did that, but they did it. Well, it's because they don't do too much fucking lawyer in, you know, That's I mean, I've t- I talked to a, a fellow uh, greatest pot alumnus, uh, Henry McComas about, uh, about this. And it's just like, he's, he, there, there are, he and a, a few people uh, say that they, they seem to be a little bit hesitant to make an actual court show. And then there was an article that came out that basically had the writers admitting that they were a little bit hesitant to write actual, like, objection, blah, 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 sustained, oh, uh, for the witness, blah, blah, blah. The writing extended periods of that, they don't really want to do. And I don't know that it's the best usage of She-Hulk and her time, so I think that's fine. But, like, having a court, having some sort of court shit, basically, in every episode is quite enough. Like, the fact that she is doing a lawyer shit, or, or doing, you know, in the case of the one where she was uh, talking about getting the abomination out of prison, doing like a grand jury testimony, whatever the fuck you call that shit, tribunal, yeah. whatever the fuck, doing that type of shit every episode or, you know, doing that regular court, seeing other lawyers in court, having her testify in court. You know what I mean? Like court, court, court. There's enough fucking court. You know, <laughs> I think there's yeah. quite enough fucking court. I need her out in the streets getting some getting some wiener beating up people, you know what I'm saying, dealing with monsters. Yeah. Uh, recently, they had the Wrecking Crew on there, and I got to say, I am not with the neckbeards and going that I'm such a Wrecking Crew fan that I thought it was super cool that they made them into these super dorks. But, man, that I, it was really, it was really funny. Like, I, I imagined how mad some of the dudes would be if they're like, that's the Wrecking Crew. Because the Wrecking Crew in the comics, the thing was, uh, the Wrecking Crew were part of the biggest ass whooping Thor ever got in his fucking life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Th- Thor was like, I think there was an issue of like, there's an issue of Thor where he reminisced about a time when he was on Battleworld and he was with the Enchantress. And uh, basically he was like, we're Asgardians, you know what I'm saying? We shouldn't even be battling with these humans doing all this bullshit. And you shouldn't be over here with these evil dudes. You're Asgardian. You're like above that shit, honestly. So you should come over to my side and we should kind of abstain from this crazy bullshit that Beyonder has us doing. And then it's like tap on the shoulder and and Betrancher's is like, well, I just sort of lured you out here to get your ass beat by the the Wrecker and all these dudes. And... uh, now I'm kind of having second thoughts about it, but you're already in the midst of getting your ass beat, so I just kind of got to watch it happen. And dudes, a bunch of Wrecker came out with this mystical crowbar. All the rest of those dudes, Thunderball and all of them, came up with their weapons. I think an Ultron robot was there. Maybe I'm maybe I'm making that up. Just a bunch of powerhouses, and they commenced to whooping the shit out of Thor. Thor was, like, physically fucked up. So, like, for somebody reading the Wrecking Crew and thinking of them as dudes like that, to see the representatives these fucking pencil necks with these goofy Asgardian weapons and they're just easily dispatched by the She-Hulk. I mean, part of me loves that they're so mad about that because nobody likes the Wrecking Crew. It's just like how many of these motherfuckers all of a sudden was the biggest Taskmaster fan of all times. When yeah. they, you know what I'm saying? It's like, y'all, y'all was not is... checking for Taskmaster like that. You are not checking for Wrecking Crew like that. Stop it, you fucking Stop liars. It. Yeah, you don't own every, <laughs> every, every, uh, um, single series that the wrecking crew has come out on you you don't you've read it you've read them a couple of times but no you have it you don't own them you're not a fan of them you don't have their poster on the wall fucking relax also also you don't even you don't (laughs) you don't even know what they're gonna do with the wrecking crew maybe these guys are just the first version of the wrecking crew maybe they're gonna get bigger powers maybe they're gonna figure the whole thing out they don't have access to the to the power of the tools yet or whatever's happening there could be somebody pushing them to get that blood, and that person is actually the, the the real wrecking crew, and they just lent them the tools because they don't want to reveal themselves and bring in somebody bigger to fight them, or whatever reasoning there could or, be. We and, don't or know. They they could be the wrecking crew, and the wrecking crew sucks ass. Yeah, and, and either that's way, too. you'll fucking live. 
it, either way, whoever they are, <laughs> either way, you will fucking live. Exactly. But yeah, I, I do highly recommend trying to track down that. I mean, it's probably going to be hard, but that sensational She-Hulk graphic novel. There's just so many funny AD scenes in there. Like she wears like vibranium heels. I don't think they call them that, but this is she has, she has like metal reinforced heels on her her heels for her <laughs> shoes so they don't bust off. And That's she funny. fucking uh, gets involved in this shield shit. And John Byrne draws her like pulling a pulling a uh, uh, a door, basically going from going to the bottom of a wall and just sort of pulling a door open out of steel you know what i'm saying <laughs> in this fucking thing and it's just just sensational 80s drawing you know because i fucking uh, uh as the kayfabe guys say uh fucking john Byrne is totally kayfabe in this wall it's just a bunch of just like straight lines and shit like that no wall has ever looked like this wall that she's tearing apart but that's part of the appeal of it you know what i mean yeah, like like exactly. it's like, like Kirby would draw shit that you ain't never seen no shit like what Kirby was drawing, but that's the point. You're looking at him draw the shit, so shut the fuck up. That's how he draws a fucking building. <laughs> that's how he draws a gun. That's Enjoy how it. he draws it. Enjoy it, fuckface. But yeah, dude, I I love the She-Hulk from, like, intellectually, you know, there is something about, like, I, I we, we, we did a Patreon episode called, uh, basically it's called Is Hulk the Greatest?, and we kind of came to the conclusion that obviously this is affected by Universal's unwillingness to let them do a bunch of shit with the Hulk or whether or how much they like the Hulk can't really have his own movies to explore his character. So they always have to jam his experience into another person's movie, shit like that. And all that yeah. to say, I love that She-Hulk is an opportunity to do more with a Hulk archetype. Until yeah. Universal gives MCU the rights back, or they do a little, little nifty Spider-Man deal, uh, you know, or something. I don't know. The bottom line is, Universal owns enough of the Hulk to make him be this tertiary character. If and when they make him be his own guy that can go on his own movies and shit like that, I think uh, him and She-Hulk teaming up in the future could be great movies. You know, them being in fucking you know alien environment where they're not necessarily the strongest people. Yep. Could be a great, uh, you know, a great movie, uh, shit like that. And I just think her as a character, she's just a great opportunity. Even if they're going to take Hulk off world, I think that was you. I think that ship was from Universal. Universal Studios flew down in that in that ship and took Homeboy to fucking space. <laughs> so, and if the, and if they do that, as in, you know, she's going to be uh, the Hulk of Earth for a while. Yeah. That's a whole nother dope ass opportunity to have, you yep. know, uh, her be, yeah, the Hulk of the world, but also have to be at court tomorrow morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that situation is just really, it's a really, I think that's setting up the the Marvel universe in a good way. Her being a popular character, her being like, I don't want to say the Tony Stark of this next generation or whatever, because that's way too much, but like. 50% of that, 50% of that charisma and just when she shows up, shit gets fun injected yep. into the Marvel universe, I think is a big, is a big win. You know, I think it's, this is the perfect time for her, her, to, her to be shining like this, especially given the fact that they can't really do it with the Hulk. And frankly, the Hulk might be more interesting tearing shit up. I think she's well, so interesting trying to keep it together. Exactly. Agreed. Agreed. Like dropping the Hulk in a place where he's beaten ass is super interesting. Um, but She-Hulk being the character that's actually naturally like that is just, I just think is far more interesting. And I love that she's probably going to get an opportunity to be the Hulk. So when, when people show up and Thor is off world and they need somebody who's strong enough to actually stand up to someone who's whooping ass and throw Spider-Man through a wall or, or, you know, whatever other type of shit where guys can't handle it. Um, mm -hmm. she, she shows up and she's actually going to get to kick their ass, but then also surprise everybody by being smart about it too. Like really yeah. maybe even solving some of the problems in a smarter way. Um, and, and we'll get, I think we'll get some, some cool surprise endings out of that. And I hope we get to see her in the movies. Well, and you know, what's, what would be really interesting and very feminist in my personal opinion if her and Captain Marvel are the frontline people who meet the new threat and they get totally fucked the fuck up and it's like, oh, well, 
those were our strongest, and we got fucked the fuck up. So we're going to have to really adapt ourselves and be smart. You know what I mean? Like the smartest people, just like back yep. in the days that they let Iron Man and Thor and them get fucked up when Thor and them came. I mean, when uh, when um, uh, Thanos and them came down, they let they let Iron Man get fucked up. They let they let Thor get fucked up. They let a lot of people get fucked up and lose. Yeah. And I think it would be a good idea to have like the very confident um, Jen Walters and the very confident uh, Carol Danvers come up into some shit and get fucked up and have to learn that like, yo, man, <laughs> this there's, shit, this is a, a lot new out world. there. This is a new world. There's a lot out there, and there's so many powers that be. And then they conquer anyway because they're able to just be like, all right. We can't outpower this situation. So just like when we were when we were regular women in life, we couldn't just go beat up everything. We had to fucking you know smart outsmart these fucked up systems and these fucked up people. So they do that and apply that knowledge and defeat the bad guys. That would be I think very big and very feminist. You know, I don't think it's very feminist to just have them destroy everything in their path and just go. I'm right. Because all the neckbeards go crazy over that shit because women don't do that in real life. So why are they doing it in movies? You know, just yeah. destroying everything physically with no recourse. That isn't real life for literally any human being. So, like, yeah, showing some of what happens with human beings who have these superpowers and still have to strive, still have... I think that would be the height of actual feminism. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's funny how, like, the She-Hulk gets embroiled in all these fucking culture wars as we round out here. What do you think – why do you think that is? Do you think it's what this intersection of, like, power and being a woman and shit like that? Is that – does that weird people out? Does that – does that uh, – would people can't sexualize her? Do they not like that? Are, are people concerned with how much they want to sexualize her as some of these anti-twerk guys seem to be? You know, like, what is yeah. it, dude? Well, first off, I think there's a, co- a combination of things. One, I think this is not real comic book fans. I mean, there's mm. how many these it's almost it's almost a parody of the show in real life because the parody in the show was all these people. We don't need a female Hulk. We don't you know, like there's all these it's he Hulk, not she Hulk, you know, like <laughs> all these people online being pieces of shit. And guess what? It's happening for real. Yeah. They are literally just mad that there's a woman kicking ass. That's it. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them aren't actual comic book fans. And the ones that are comic book fans, they're complaining about dumb shit. I, I I don't understand why people can't have fun. Like, look, if you have a legitimate complaint that's fine like i obviously no, no series is ever perfect it's just not going to happen sorry people who want to see something perfect it's just not it's just not going um, well, I also but, want us to happen i want us to redefine what what perfect is though real quick i just want to i think sure. this is a really interesting place to go with this conversation because i don't you're right that nothing's ever perfect as in it's not going to satisfy all of the fans like every single type of fan across every single type of demographic is not going to be, you know, uh, they're not going to see the exact product they had in their heads ever. I think that's a great point to make. And that is great. But I just don't since when did we not, I don't understand why we no longer accept what the artist chose to do with X. Why is that all of a sudden a new, like, it's crazy. I mean, I know that since the beginning of time, people have been like, like, oh, Madame Bovary should have went with Lord Fontaltant instead of the other <laughs> one. You know what I mean? Like, I, yes. I know that that's been around for a long fucking time. Ook should have went with Eek in the Caveman Diaries. Okay, fine. I get that, that that type of thinking is old, but I think us like almost not being able to accept what the artist did with something is sort of new. Because we have all these different ways to revise it. We participated in one with Reboot It. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, you know, there's all these different ways for people to have fun with fan ficking up or whatever you want to say. A product to the point where the average non-creative person thinks that they're engaging their fanfic brain when they go, I don't like anything that's ever been adapted by Marvel because they don't stick it to the comic books. They don't stick to the yeah. comic books. They think that they're being creative in finding a way to diss something that disrespected this canon. It's like a non-creative way to participate in a creative conversation. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. 
I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, w- I wish we could figure out where it comes from. I, I part of me thinks it's this. Everyone is their own expert thing. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. seems to think they know about science, and everybody mm. seems to think they know about writing, and everybody. It's like I don't know. It's just interesting. I keep meeting more and more people who think that they're the expert at like literally everything, mm-hmm. and. And and it's interesting because it's like, no, dude, you're great. You're probably great at like a couple things, whatever those things are, but you're not a scientist. And the reason I know that is because you just said a bunch of shit that scientists have said is not true. Right. They're actual experts. And it's the same thing with a lot of this art stuff. And look, art is subjective. So it's really hard to be like – it's really hard to be like, oh, well, you're not an expert at art, so – why would you criticize something you're watching? Cause that's not fair. Cause, cause there is opinion involved and you can have your own opinion about a thing. But I think that also a lot of people just aren't aware that their biases enter their opinion. Hmm, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're aware that your biases enter your opinion, you can look at something a little bit like you can step away from it and go, okay, here's my, here's my bias. Here's the reason for my bias. Is that okay? Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. In this instance, no, because this thing is is good on its merits. Like, okay, so let's take let's take uh, David Lynch, the guy that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, that's my bias. To say that 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 David Lynch doesn't isn't great at making movies and making interesting art is ridiculous in a lot of ways, right? I mean... Mm, yeah, but you, you personally don't like the it, way he's, he does his art, so you choose not to engage with it, and for comedic effect, with your fucking friends on your own fucking platform, exactly. you choose to say what you want to say about it. What you yep. don't do is go to other motherfuckers' pages, talking to a bunch of fucking crazy shit. You don't interact, you know. And that that I think that that gets to the root of the of the problem. Like when I uh, recently, people who are true blue fans of the show who follow us on Twitter, myself at, at Edgar Destroys and Ron Dorky Swallow, I and, and follow uh, Nerd Goat Podcast. Yeah, on Twitter, um, and and also you know they follow the Greatest Pod on Instagram. But the bottom line is. All of these comments and all of this uh, trying to participate in the creative uh, conversation around she what what should She-Hulk be, what should any of these characters be, it's just really lost that this is what the artist chose to do, so that means it's canon, right? If you do it under the official umbrella of the corporate sponsor for your favorite story, sorry, all your favorite stories are just basically on the backs of fucking Wheaties boxes. All those comic books you have that you revere so much are just goddamn pamphlets for greater IP. I'm sorry. And it's just, uh, and that's what it is right now. It was a different back in the days, and I understand your furor for being mad that I said that, but like that's what they are now. Yep. So all that being the case is your corporate-sponsored Wheaties characters that you love so much are going to do things that the corporation thinks is cool forever. And those things the corporation thinks are cool are going to be canon forever. You don't like that? Read a fucking book. Read a real fucking book by a real person who sat their ass down and made up something instead of just glomming onto something that Stan and Jack made 75 fucking years ago. You want some super interesting, mind-blowing, you'll never be able to get away with this shit? Read an independent motherfucker's book, for Christ's sake. We got got Overdrive author, you know, our boy... Uh, with his book out there, we got you know all types of people who have their own independent books that you can go fucking buy and read something different from the corporate. But as long as corporations own your favorite buddies, sometimes the record crew is going to get fucked. Sometimes the taskmaster is going to be changed to make a greater point about uh, about like uh, responsibility and 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 gender politics or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking and the fact that like in that case. The guy made his daughter into something fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, instead of letting her die or whatever. And so Natasha 
had to make up for her doing that to some other woman. Her doing she's trying to save all these women from slavery, and yet she doomed a lady by trying to murder her, basically. She doomed a lady to eternal servitude as this super monster. That was a great story point. Sometimes one of these corporations' chess pieces that they have are going to be mod- changed in order to keep up the overall tone of what the artists are wanting to do with these characters right now. And yep. once you just eat to eat your fucking Wheaties, motherfucker, meaning take your vitamins, uh, to say your prayers, take your vitamins. Maybe you'll live another 50 <laughs> years and see somebody take over who does it the exact way you want to. You know yep. what I mean? But for right now, the record crew is a bunch of punk ass motherfuckers. A taskmaster is a robot bitch. Deal with it, motherfucker. Like <laughs> 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 think that's what it is. Yeah. And have fun. <laughs> Go read the comic books. The comic books still exist. Go enjoy that. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> so for right now, um, She-Hulk is a super fresh lawyer who does this type of shit. What do you think is going to be the overarching, as we round out here, what do you think is going to be the overarching um, theme of the show? Like, what do you think they're edging mm. up to? What, are, what do you think they're trying to say so far? I, I get they're talking about, you know, ladies at work and, you know, having different stressors on them than other people. And obviously having to, you know, represent, you know, they're always like, you know, as a woman, you got to be super fucking good. Because if you're not good, then I'm like, ah, this bitch ain't good. Of course she's not, you know. But if you do great, yeah. they're like, ah, oh, well, she just got over because she's a woman. So it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And very few women <laughs> get get like the that medium respect, right? Like when you do good, you do good. When you do bad, you do bad. And people know you're capable of doing good and doing bad because you're a person. And it, just yeah. leave it at that. A lot of women don't even get that part. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to get up to that part where it's like, ah, sometimes the bitch do good, sometimes she do bad, but, uh, you know, she's she's a fighter. You know, we give dudes that kind of respect all the time. Never with chicks a lot. You know what I mean? They're like, sometimes she's good, sometimes she's bad. If she does bad one time, she's bad. You know, yep. so I, her, her having to be such a representative, not only of her, of women, but of super motherfuckers. Super people be tearing shit up and fucking shit up all the time. She has to, like, rein it in and be a good gal. You know, <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with her. I, 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 you know, look, uh, the, the usual Marvel way, and this is what I think they'll probably do, is she's going to struggle with wanting to be a hero uh, and sort of halfway be forced into it, make a mistake or two that maybe gets people that she cares about in trouble, mm. um, and have to get those people out of trouble and realize that if she had been just go ahead and being um uh if if they if if she uh i'm sorry hold on let me say that again uh and realize that if she had just been go ahead and be a superhero immediately that it would have just been better that everybody Mm. would be fine right now and Mm. so she'll probably end up having to commit to not only being a lawyer but also doing uh you know being a hero as well and she'll have to figure out how to do that um, and someone's going to try to steal her blood for sure and try to make some kind of other Hulk. We may see a Red Hulk, I, a, a Red She-Hulk or something. Yeah, I mean, I, you know what I think could be? Uh, in the comic books, Thundra uh, was another strong-ass lady who could, like, beat up the Fantastic Four and shit. So, like, she's in, like, Jen's class, sort of. I mean, if you read their Marvel Universe entries, Thundra's not really fucking with She-Hulk. But, okay, if we're just talking about just generalized stuff which was what we are uh yeah. she's basically on she hulk's level but i think she hulk was always fucking her up still and so i think some story machinations caused thundra and i, and I could be making this up but i don't think i am thundra is thundra became the red uh she hulk and finally had like the power to really fuck with she hulk and like beat her ass and shit like that you know what i mean like yeah. kind of like how thunderbolt ross as red hulk finally had like the power to beat Banner's ass like he wanted to. He didn't have to send a tank brigade to get their ass smacked like Sauron was smacking those motherfuckers at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smacking <them both. laughs> like, like fucking all, all smacking fools like that. What you know, instead of watching his tank brigade get done like that, he could actually be the Red Hulk and fight, you know, the Hulk. I think they're setting Titania up to be that. Like Titania had power, but she got dispatched hella easily. Yeah, but if that bitch got make some, her stronger. Yeah, if she got some Hulk blood, she'd well, come back and fuck homegirl up, you know. 
Yeah. So I think yeah they might they might be angling on something like that, but they gotta. I just I just if with Homeboy off the planet, I don't think they can undo something like that, and I definitely don't want Red Hulk to be Red She Hulk to be like a main anything ever. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I think I think them taking that. And it's funny how you say Titania and I say Titania. It's so funny. Uh, I think but, you're right though. Uh, but but Titania sounds more classy. You know, if you take, you know, if you're if you're willing to be mature <laughs> enough to not say to not focus on tit, do you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. like uh, t- t- titania, I think it's just like you know, you say titanium, you know, for like yeah. steel. Titanium, I think they were, titanium. Yeah, so that's why I think. Uh, anyway, comic books are full of weird pronunciations. Um, but like the bottom line is, fucking, I. I wouldn't want them to. I would want them to maybe try to make Hulks. I love that angle, but if they actually succeed, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would like that because, like, we just barely got to the point where She Hulk is here, and we only had Hulk who was sidelined and got his arm fucked up and never got to get revenge on Thanos. All the Hulk truthers out there are clapping their fans, their hands right now. We we had a Hulk that really got sort of neutered up because they didn't know what to do with them. The screenwriters yeah. and the filmmakers have admitted they didn't know what to do with them. And we all know that Universal owns like but Universal owns his like hips and his calf muscles and and half of his chest and most of his face. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So you can't to, exactly <laughs> Yeah, they have to have a team up uh in order to do that. Um uh to to make Hulk. He has to be part of a crew. He can't just have his own movie. Exactly. So, so, so all these things make him not. So I'm just saying, we barely got a Hulk for yeah. a lot of people's mindset, even mine sometimes. We barely got a Hulk. Now we got a She Hulk that you can use free and clear. And now you're gonna bring some Red Hulk fucker or, or goddamn whatever the fuck they made Rick Jones into that time, the A bomb or some bullshit. Like, yeah, just relax. We got two Hulks, basically effectively one Hulk since Homeboy's gonna be on Sakar. Sakar. AKA Universal Studios <laughs> in a fucking abomination vault, waiting wait until he can be used again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let us please have She Hulk be special. I don't need her. She needs to have Nemesis, yeah, and a, a souped up Titania. Maybe that'll be what it is. The, the blood wouldn't be able to make her a Hulk, but it could like add to her, like steroids. Oh, yeah. dude, I think, dude, them using She Hulk's blood as steroids. That's the money right there. That's that, that could what be like do. that. That remember that 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 world class. Um, back in the days in the eighties, they used to have this thing called like world class wrestling or some shit like that. Some type of shit where basically it was superhero dudes, low level superhero. Like let's say you somebody didn't experiment on you and you got the ability to lift twenty tons and you're yeah. a fucking dunce and you're not heroic. What are you gonna do? <laughs> the fuck are you gonna do? You just wandering yep. around the Marvel universe, not being particularly useful or particularly powerful. But you and a guy who can lift 15 tons and a guy who can lift 10 like Spider-Man and Matt Gargan outside the fucking uh, Scorpion suit and a couple of failed, you know, uh, super soldier experiments. All of a sudden, y'all can have a wrestling league and you can do superhuman stunts on each other and slam each other from great heights and throw each other really far. And people pay top dollar to see that shit. Somebody trying to jack She-Hulk's blood to make a bunch of wrestlers would be funny as hell. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. But uh-huh. yeah, so I don't. We don't think they might necessarily do that, but I think that could be something that's funny. Like Jack and her blood is a great angle. Whatever they choose to do, like I said, if it's another Hulk, I'll I'll, I'll accept it. But it's not ideal. But yeah, yeah, trying to steal her blood to try to make a new super soldiers thing or something like that, I think is interesting because it gives her enemies that are like obsessed with power and shit and she has legal stuff too like oh you can't use my dna motherfucker it's like a redux of that story we were talking about earlier right yeah i have agency over my dna i have agency over my image you cannot just sell my fucking dna on the black market you fucker so you're gonna fuck around and beat their ass and then sue them (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that would be so great oh my god she catches them and then sues them oh yep that would be wonderful Dude, and then she gets a dope ass penthouse with like titanium bed for fucking super dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's. I don't think they're gonna do that on Disney Plus. But you know, <laughs> hey, you know, we know Captain America fucks. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, we she do. Hulk, yes, we she do. Hulk brought us into a new, a new awakening, and I am, I am, as they say on the internet, here for it. 
Um, but yeah, thank you guys for, for listening to our musings on She-Hulk. Thank you guys for supporting our Patreon, patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash the greatest pod. Uh, it's really cool when you guys support us because it enables us to, even though I'm on the road here outside my studio, we're still able to get things done and we're going to do uh, a new uh, Patreon episode is coming this, uh, I'd say Friday. We had to get that done for you. So thank you guys for supporting us and, uh, Ron, take us on out, baby. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Greatest 